everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball and fantasy tools. The entirety of the internet. I Seriously, go to the internet, type in HashtagBasketball.com, then go to that website, and then there's fantasy basketball tools. Guess what? They're free for you for you to use there hashtag basketball.com like we've been doing the show for a very long time maybe you're new and if you're new welcome hashtag basketball.com i'm your host katrin joining me as always is my co-host the top co-host voted top co-host in all the fancy basketball tyler p watts what's up tyler michael how are you today sir uh... <laughs> you ready for this? Ready for my trivia question of the day? Yes, I'm, I'm very ready for That's how I feel, Tyler. I feel all those noises. That's exactly how I feel. Desmond Bain, a 49th ranked player in fantasy basketball last season per game value. Hey, fan. Probably, okay. I think, was how many... wire player of the year, I believe. How many rookies now... We're only talking first round picks, so it's one to thirty. Rookie are making more money than mm. Desmond Bain mm. next mm. season. All right. Well, does, I mean, I know I'm aware Desmond Bain's uh, where he went pretty late in the draft, closer to the end of the first round ish, I think, if I remember correctly. So that means how many how many rookies coming in from this draft are making more money than him? I would expect one salary's a little bit up. So let's say twenty rookies. All thirty first round picks will be making more money than Desmond Bain. That's a crime. That's a local crime. Desmond Bain is also the twelfth highest paid player on the Memphis Grizzlies. Twelfth. The 13th man is like, damn. I wish I was making as much money as Desmond Bain, but nobody else on the team. Nobody else on the team is like, sorry, Desmond, I'll take you out to lunch. You're, you're broke ass. Well, he does make $2.1 so that's a lot more than I'm going to make next year. So, I mean, we shouldn't make fun of him too much. It's a lot more than uh, a lot of us are going to make in our lifetime. Um, but shout out to Desmond Bain. He deserves a big payday because he had himself a really Nice fancy basketball season last year. Kind of, um, I think we started the year. If I can, uh, if I can summon the memories uh, to the last time we did thirty teams in over thirty days preview before the start of the season, we looked at the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I'm not sure we had them going as far in the playoffs as as they did. We did have our eyes on one position battle, and that was Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Um, obviously, Bain won that battle out, and it's not even a question who is the better player between the two, even though I think Dylan Brooks has always kind of been a per-minute um, kind of sleeper fantasy person in the uh, in the people who hang out in fantasy basketball Twitter, like Dylan Brooks, obviously Desmond Bain. Coming into this season, I'd expect more minutes for Desmond. A few more minutes for Desmond Bain. I would imagine he only he averaged under thirty minutes a game last season. You know who wasn't drafted last season? 
No, who wasn't drafted last season? Desmond Bain. Really? Desmond Bain. Was it two years Des- ago? Desmond Bain is not listed on the top 218 ADPs per Fantasy Pros consensus ADP from last year. Um. Yeah, though that makes sense. That's why he was our waiver wire player of the year. Yep. That's like uh, a real miss. That's a real miss because is Dylan Brooks on that list? Yeah, Dylan Brooks is. I can tell you, Dylan Brooks was the 148th ranked player. So he <laughs> and he didn't have an ADP in ESPN. He was 151 in Yahoo, 123 in CBS. CBS got that one right. Y'all, we all made some mistakes last season. That's one of them, right? But hopefully in that first week or two, you saw how good Desmond Main was, and you picked his ass up, and he helped you win yourself championship. Going into next season, though, Tyler, what 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 is his role on this team? Because like, obviously he's going to start. He's going to play start. He is the second-best player on this team. Period. He's the second-best player on this team, which means he has to be, I would say, the second-leading scorer on this team. He's the second-most possession. Ah. So do you think he I mean, do you think he gets better? I think there's probably up to thirty two minutes, which instantly makes him better. I think he can probably score you twenty points a game, which makes him better. I think he probably gets you more rebounds because Jaron Jackson's gonna be out for a good while. So that obviously makes him better. I think could we see him get to like three and a half assists? That's really the question. If he yeah, gets where like, is he gonna improve? If he finished, like you were saying, and I'm looking at per game on hashtag basketball.com, I'm looking at per game average with no turnovers. You add those turnovers, I think life gets a little bit better for him. Just a slight bit better for him. But uh, 49th overall in per game for hashtags rankings in 8K. He's better than Brandon Ingram. You could win a, you could win a lot of bar bets like that. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good point. Better than Brandon Ingram. Top 50, right? We all know top 50... Uh, that's like the beginning. Uh, the, the, it's like the end of our tier because we we don't really do rankings here. We do tiers uh, because when you look at value overall, right? A bunch of different guys fit your team differently, especially if you're playing categories, which is what we prefer to play. Um, in order to get from that that lowest tier right before that plateau, from about 45 out to 75, in order to get into the tier system, you got to take a little bit of a leap. Just to get to the next tier, you have to take another leap. And that's just to get to the third tier. There's still more tiers ahead of you to, to, that, that is going to require you taking a leap. He's 24 years old. Leap is, uh, leap is very possible. Uh, we've seen him do it. He has more minutes per game to play. There's no reason to think his percentages are going to change. We have no reason to think his role or his usage is going to change on this uh, on this team. If not, just go up because Jaron Jackson is not uh, going to be around till January. So, what? Where are you targeting Desmond Bain when it comes to the Tyler only draft? Good question. Because I don't think I will be targeting Desmond Bain at all. Because I think Desmond Bain is going to be one of the hotter commodities, and therefore go in the top thirty and. Do I think he's going to finish in the top 30? The answer to that question is no. Um, you know what? I don't know if I have the same temperature in the room as, as you, Tyler, on Desmond Bay. I feel like there's when you start reading out like the 
first off, I'm not going to go look at any of these sites' rankings as they are out there today. Some of them are absolutely absurd, absolutely silly. Uh, I'm not even going to bother looking at those rankings for a long time, other than hashtag basketball, whose, whose rankings are not out yet. Um, and neither neither are ours, really. We don't know. We don't know what, what, how we feel about these guys. Um, I think. Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't think Desmond's going to get drafted in the first three rounds. Okay, what's the difference between Desmond Bain and Jalen Brown? Name recognition? Yeah, basically, right? Jalen Brown was the 37th ranked player last year. Brandon Ingram was the 36th. I feel like those two players are probably going to go in the relative same spot. And Desmond Bain's just going to join them somewhere around there. I think and, a little bit of a bump, right? Just because of the minutes and such. But, like, this, this is what I'm saying. People know who Jalen Brown is. Do people know who Desmond Bain is? It should. And so maybe maybe if he's... I mean, I think he was the 44th ranked player, or the 49th ranked player. I think he's probably a top 40 player for me this year. I don't know what the value is going to be. And if he's obviously below 40, I'm going to be licking my chops. If he's inside the top 30, I don't know that I want Desmond Bain. I think there's 30 guys I can find that I'd rather have than Desmond Bain. Yeah, no. I I would completely agree that there's 30 guys, there's thirty players better than uh, Desmond Bain fantasy-wise. There's 30 players that are going to draft it ahead of Desmond Bain. So I, I do think he's going to fall. I, I just don't think he's going to go in the third round. Unless you're in a weird league where someone's like, fuck it, baby, Desmond Bain forever. Because uh, Desmond Dude, Bain... Okay, let, let me tell you this. Michael, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. went 32nd and Christian Wood went 35th last year. Those were kind of the big yes. sleepers, right? Those are you're yelling about. Isn't a 24-year-old Desmond Bain going to be in that list of big sleepers? I don't know if he is, and this is why Desmond Bain feels like more of a roto guy than a big name player who's got a breakout ahead of him. Right? He's got 18 minutes a game. He's not even cracking the 20 minute, uh, 20 point a game uh, mark, which is usually a sign of somebody who's, you know, in those first three rounds. Uh, his steals are good, not great. His rebounds are good, not great. His assists are good, not great. His percentages are really nice. His three pointers are really nice. Um, the percentages, right? A lot of people don't play percentages. They should. They absolutely should. Um, because I think you're leaving two, categ- leaving two categories on the table for everybody just to punt brings a lot of opportunity. That's where I think Desmond May's, um value lies. Uh, but I, I really I just don't think it, when, we, when we start getting uh, real mock drafts out there, I don't think we're going to see him being taken in the, in the, maybe in the late third round at best. Okay, well then I think I might own some Desmond Bain, so this is good for me. I hope so. I hope I do too. I really do, uh, because I like Desmond Bain a lot, and I do. I, think I just he, think this he, Memphis he, team is really fun to watch too, right? So like, and that's oh, what you like, yeah. want. You you want to enjoy some basketball. Like everyone wants to enjoy some basketball. So it's the name of the game. I am very excited about the Memphis Grizzlies uh, so much so that I put a preseason bet on them to make the finals. Already, Tyler, Ooh. I'm already degenerate. Ooh. Ooh. My thought process is I, uh, once they make the playoffs and they're looking pretty good, maybe those odds, uh, I can maybe can sell that bet back to the, to, to the boogies. Hopefully. Cross my fingers. Uh, they'll probably take all my money like they always do. Uh, but here's another question, Tyler. Will Desmond Bain be the number one fantasy player on the Memphis Grizzlies next year in totals? He was this year, right? 
think he was. Um, I'd take that bet. I'd, I'd say he probably is. Just because John Moran's fantastic, but 67, 63, 57 games, how much can we really expect? I mean, isn't John Morant going to miss at least 10 games? Probably so. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, was actually number one in totals last season because of those big block numbers, but as we all know, Jaron Jackson's out till January. Yeah, Jaron Jackson, I mean, four to six months they said he was going to miss and it was about a month ago now. It was on June 30th that it was announced. So um, basically the start of July. So, you know, you do the math, and yeah, you probably, he might miss all of January. So we talk about this a lot, and we'll get to job. But let's talk about Jaron. Let's get it out of the way. Jaron's at Jackson Jr. out till January. We talk about this all the fucking time. Somebody's out till January. That's a half a damn, basically a half a damn season where you're not getting a guy. So why are you drafting a guy who's going to miss half the season unless they're absolutely elite in something? And is Jaron Jackson Jr. elite in really anything? Blocks. Yeah. So blocks. So when in the when in the Tyler Tyler only draft because I know the answer for the regular drafts. The answer is Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably going to go in like the top 60, 70. Someone's going to pull the trigger around there because they'll be like, oh, stash him on my bitch. Just got me a top 35 player. Uh, cool. Have fun. Have fun just having him ride your IR or whatever. And if you have an IR to waste, maybe that's fine. Um, uh, if it's unlimited IR, that makes a difference too. If it's one of those like you get an IR spot or you even get three IR spots, uh, I don't want... Darren Jackson Jr. inside the top 100. Because I know the crunch is going to happen, and I'm going to want to drop him or somebody else, right, at some point. And that I like. And then I don't want to be in that position, right? Um, handcuffs for three, like three and a half months you have handcuffs. Jaron Jackson-shaped right. handcuffs on your team. Now, if it's unlimited IR, I might go right around pick 100 and just think to myself, like, especially if it's a league with playoffs, I might think to myself, like, all right, well, I'm going to get a stud in the playoffs. It's pick 100. Like, how good are any of these guys? If I had three IRs, I might take them around 100. If I had limited, I might even take them around 80, 85, depending on who's still on the board. Right, and I think that's, I mean, it's a very case dependent on, like, how good you feel about what's left on on the board and how savvy your league is, right? Like, if your league is savvy and there's not a lot of values in there, then maybe picking up Jaron Jackson Jr. makes some sense. Um, the other thing that I think people always underrate about injuries, and I think we talked about this a fair amount, is like, okay, he's supposed to miss four to six months with this injury. Now, does he miss four? Everyone's going to assume he misses four. Well, four to six months means four to six months, meaning he could miss all six months. Okay? Certainly. And what does it mean when he comes back? As we all know, Tyler, is he going to come back and play 35 minutes a night? No, and that's what I mean. He's going to ramp up slow. So even those first few games, you're not going to get great production from him. Um, this is another thing to say about Jaron Jackson Jr. He's got a big foul problem. Three and a half fouls a game last year. Okay, so uh, he tries to block everything, which gives you a lot of blags, but it gives him a lot of fouls. Okay, so that's that's yeah. on the board. Also, he's nice to have those his, stats, but he plays. He's on the court about twenty-seven minutes a night. He's entering his fifth season, and last year will probably be the only season he has over sixty games played. Fifty-eight, uh, fifty-seven, well, eleven. Sound drops. After all these years, you know what? If you don't go to Patreon.com, if you go to Patreon.com slash Watch the Boxes and sign up for uh, to be a patron, we'll start putting sound drops in the fucking show. 
Because I'd like the Kill Bill, the Wee. Every time you talk about somebody's uh, uh, track record for, uh, especially Jaron Jackson's track record of games played, yeah, that so- should be a big red fucking siren for everybody. Yeah, and to assume that he's just going to come back and then be fully healthy is a fallacy in life, right? Like, okay, yes, he is going to be healed from his knee surgery that he had, but he has been hurt a good bit in his first four NBA seasons. And so to expect him to be 100% healthy all season once he comes back is probably not going to happen. He's also a player who has been talked about as Memphis looking to move uh, for, I mean, a, a couple of seasons, right? Because they just don't know what to do with him. He can't stay healthy. He's on the court. He's off the court, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't perfectly fit. He fits sometimes. He's pretty good at these things, but he's a weird. He's a weird type of player who I do like. Like I think, I think he's very talented. Uh, of course, he, he he's very versatile player in the NBA, uh, and obviously he's a very uh, I would say if healthy, playing eight you know seventy eight games and playing thirty minutes a night. Shit, man, that guy's a top twenty five player. That's not who he is in reality. And he didn't have a healthy season last year, and so a lot of people are probably going to be even more hyped on him because of that. But it was the first healthy season he had in his NBA career. Throw him out there for a dollar in your auction leagues. If you're not playing auction leagues, you should be, because that's, like, the most fun draft. Um, But, you know, obviously it takes a bunch of everybody to show up to the draft instead of a lot of auto-drafting for it to be actually fun. But, yeah, I feel like Jaron Jackson's a great dollar. I'll put, like, Jaron Jackson for a dollar let somebody else... Get, fill up their roster quicker, right? That's how I'd probably be, be drafting him. Uh, let's go to John Morant then. Man, the myth, the legend. John Morant, he's got the dog in him. Tyler. John Morant, as a fantasy basketball player, has some flaws. That's I, fair. I think, I think, though, we maybe missed this one a little bit last year because we were saying how, how much better can he get and he was not very good the year before, and we were saying, like, okay, well, he was going he was going 30th in Yahoo drafts. Uh, he's actually going 38th in Yahoo drafts. He went 30th in Fantasy Pros because that's ADP. Um, he finished third. Where does he get better, right? And he's points exploded. I mean, he got eight more points a game, <laughs> which is a lot. Five more shots a game. He got almost two more rebounds a game. He finally got the 1.2 steals. Um, he shot fantastically at 49.3%, which I don't think either one of us saw happening. Um, he improved his three-point shot. He got his free throw back up to where it was um, as in his rookie year almost. And so he was very good. He finished 33rd. Um, now, can he take another leap on that? I'm not betting on it. And I feel like he's definitely... Is he going in the second round? That's the question. So, yeah, th- those are those are all the right questions. Can he take a leap on this? I think the answer is can he? Yes. Will he? I don't know. Well, uh, that's it, a, I mean, like that's a big, that's another big leap. He took a big leap to take another big leap in just one year later. That's that's an incredible feat, and it's very rare for that to happen. Um, and do you want to pay for that? Is the well, cha- like like you're asking, is he going in the second round? Game value alone, probably. Yeah, and so to me at that point, like I'm probably not going for him because then I gotta bet that he takes a leap, and then I gotta bet that he takes a leap on the leap basically because if he's going in the second round. He was a third round player last year. 
now I gotta I gotta he's gotta stay healthy and he's gotta take you know that leap above where I picked him, which is probably around like twenty. So he's gotta be like a fifteenth ranked player for me to feel good about that draft spot. That's not gonna happen, I don't think. Um, he, he might has... score thirty a game. I could see that they need they're gonna need some scoring with Jaron Jackson out. But do the steals slip back? I think there's a good potential for that. Like round one a game. He's you know, got plus. And, then, he, and the rebounds too. Plus like, like, I don't yeah, know where that's gonna be. Where does where does that go? Um, and that's and that, that's kind of the key. If you play with turnovers, or you don't play with turnovers. Uh, it's less of a problem, but obviously the turnovers will always be there. But that's what you want for like the guy who hands the ball all the time. He's going to turn the ball over. That's fine, right? But it's just something he has to overcome when it comes to overall rankings and nine cap. But if you're playing eight cap, his flaws are the blocks being zero point four is good for a point guard and just you know okay. Free throw percentage from a guard being uh, at best, right? At best, 76%. Really, really hurts because it's at volume. He took 7.3 shots per game last season, or free throws per game last season. And in today's league, 1.53 pointers a game is below average. That's not good. And so you're, you're really putting yourself in a little bit of a uh with your second round pick by the way maybe even i mean even third round pick do you really want to put yourself in a hole in two categories maybe even three categories if, if you want to count turnovers uh do you really want to put yourself in that hole immediately and the answer is maybe if you've paired him with the right player in the first two rounds right two players right player in the first round maybe maybe that's okay um i don't see a, a pathway for john morant get into the top 25 unless he is shooting league average threes and bringing that free throw up closer to 80. And those are those are really big asks since he he made such uh, giant leaps uh, from last season, right? But it, is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. All right, so you want to you want to get down to where you're going to rank him cuz like I think I can sum this up for you pretty quick. But um, okay. You got him or Kyrie? Kyrie on a team that play where he plays basketball on. Okay, so that's that's that one's always a question mark, right? Because no one knows. <laughs> okay, and that's fair, right? So you got Dejounte Murray, who ranked thirteenth last year, but is now on the Hawks and not on Spurs. Dejounte Murray. Okay, so Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. It's Paul. Oof. Oh, that's a tough one, actually. That might be where he's starting to fit. Okay, I'm probably Booker. going Chris Paul because it's Chris Paul. Evan Booker. Evan Booker. Fred Van Vliet. Oh, sometimes I really like Van Vliet. Sometimes I think he's a little putz. Um, oof. Probably Fred Van Vliet. Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz. I guess he's that's where you got you got to deal with him, right? Probably Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Probably Donovan Mitchell, just for the silly elite scoring that he's going to throw out there and the, and the really nice uh, steals. Two like other very two very other young point guards. He's going to go against Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh. 
Oh, oh, Tyler, you're killing me out here. Those are, I like, I really like Darius Garland. I really like Darius Garland. I'm taking Darius Garland. Tyrese Halliburton, I don't know if I'm all the way bought in on Tyrese. I mean, the assistance here is Halliburton crazy. finished 25th last year, ahead of John Morant for the record. Yeah, I, I know. So, like, but the points. Do I want a second-round pick? Do I want my second-round pick to just have, like, elite assistance deals and be, like, poo boy on points, or do I want a guy who's like, going to score 28? I think I might go John Morant in a head-to-head league over Tyrese Albert. Well, then you I'm not as high on Tyrese as everybody else is, though. Then you but probably have your, second, go your second round. Here's a guy that I would probably take still over John Morant, even though he finished like a little bit below John Morant. But your holiday. Your holiday, criminally underrated, as always. Always. Always criminally underrated. And very, a very similar player to Morant, I think. Like, Morant's going to score a little bit more. But they're both going to get good rebounds. They're both going to get good assists. They're both, you know, Holiday's going to get a little bit better steals. Morant's going to get a little bit better points. They're both going to be a little bit below average in three-pointers. The percentages oh. for the field goal, just okay in the free throw. Like, they're very similar players. Morant's going to give you much better points than Drew Holiday, but... Yeah, but Drew Holiday's going to give you much better steals. Drew Holiday's yeah. going to give you another half a steal a game. Absolutely. You got to think about it like this, and this is this is something I think you're very good at, Tyler. This is what you always you always like to point this out, and I think you're very good at seeing these similarities between players, right? Do you want to pay a premium uh, at, at what you would consider a top twenty-five peak? You're taking uh, John Morant in the end of the second round at the level you think that he will peak out on, or do you want to wait like two, maybe even longer rounds later to take? Drew Holiday, who does basically the same thing that uh, gives you a little bit of this and a little less of that. Yeah, and Drew Holiday went 39th last year, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Drew Holiday at 39, because why would he go any higher? He's everyone. He goes, yeah, he might go lower, for God's sakes. Right, so give me Drew Holiday at 39 over Morant at 22, because they're very similar players. And yeah, okay, Morant's going to be a little bit better scorer, but I can make up points. I can always make up the points. And honestly, the points are maybe easier to make up than the steals. Yeah, points are definitely easier to make up than the steals. I don't know. If if John Morant's scoring up to 30 points a game, that's pretty elite. Yeah, but again, you're spending 20 picks higher. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, if he's in my third round, right, I'm starting to look at John Morant. If he's in my second round, I'm not. Um, and, and then, that's like fair. I said, Drew, Drew Holiday is the equivalent, and so you can get him on on the cheap if that's the type of player you need or want. Um, I like that. I like this. I, I think we we've properly sussed out John Morant. Um, kind of given everybody the uh, the go ahead on the on the guys who everybody's going to be drafting in this uh, in, in next year's redraft leagues for um, for the Memphis Grizzlies. But let's talk about the rest of this squad. One, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s minutes are up for grabs. Uh, number two, right? there is a plethora of kind of interesting young players uh, like Brandon Clark, like D'Anthony Melton. How old is D'Anthony Melton? I don't even know how old he is. He's, he's D'Anthony Melton playing. is not on this team anymore. Just, just oh, that's so right. Still got it. You know what? Uh, put another... Fucking dollar in the swear jar. Um, I forgot D'Anthony Melton has moved on. He has, pa- has passed on. 
to better fashion. It's, it's not dead, everybody. Come on, relax. Relax. Jesus. All right. Let's start with Brandon Clark, then. Is Brandon Clark now a fantasy-relevant player with the absence of Jaron Jackson Jr.? He should be. Will Memphis play him? That's all there it is. So, it's even when Jaron Jackson was out, his minutes seemed to stay limited. You want to read a fancy per-minute stat line, though? Last year, 19.2 points, 9.9 rebounds, 2 and a half assists, 1.1 seals, 2 blocks a game. 64% from the field, 65% for on free throws, which isn't great. What is it going to take for you to draft Brandon Clark in your top 120? Maybe nothing. I mean, again, at some point, right, you're going to figure out who's going to be playing these minutes, right? But look at their roster. Like, they need someone to play the four. And I guess you could say, like, you're going to play lineup of Brooks, Morant, uh, Bain, then who's going to be the four, right? Like, who are you going to play at the four over him? If Even if you're going to go super small next to Steven Adams, like, you going to play Tyus Jones and Morant in the backcourt together? Danny Green's not healthy. He plays Iron Williams, I guess. Hey, Jake LaRavia, who he just picked. You know what I mean? Xavier Tillman, like, I'm, I think Clark's got to play. Clark should be good. Now, I honestly think Clark might be a guy who gets overhyped, as a lot of people are going to think, oh, he's going to be awesome because the minutes are going to be wide open. And if you're telling me he's going... I mean, last year he got drafted, didn't he? Yeah. He got really drafted. Like he got drafted. He was 123rd ADP in ESPN. He went undrafted in Yahoo and CBS. Okay. And so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm of two minds. I don't really know what I'm going to do with him. If he looks like he's playing 30 minutes a game, where does he rank? That's the question for me. If I say yeah. it's a given, he plays 30 minutes every single night, he averages 30 minutes a game for the season, where are you taking him? That's really the question, right? It really, I mean, it obviously depends on your build, but looking at him, what he's going to do is be a guy, a block steel guy. If he's playing 30 minutes a night, it's a block steal. It's not a block steal three, though. That's what we want. It's a block steal guy. It's a good percentage, a field goal percentage block steal guy. And decent rebounds. And that, theoretically, if, you're, if, he's, if he's scoring, instead of 14, instead of 10, getting closer to seven rebounds instead of five, that block steal... It's a top 100 player. Yeah, and that's my worry is that people are gonna people are gonna be drafting him at 75 because they think he's gonna be awesome, and well, I don't want him there. But if he's going in the 120s, I'll pick him for sure. Because I don't know that he's gonna get the minutes. No, we don't. Seen, we don't know. Seen if Jared he's... Jackson has plenty of time before, and he stole some reason. I mean, the, he averages 22 minutes a game for his career. I'm looking through his game log last season. I think his minutes high is 28. Jaron Jackson Jr. was relatively healthy all of last year, too. So you got to look about that. That's true. Let's go back two seasons. I mean, I, I, my, my theory is, is like, okay, has Brandon Clark ever played more than 30 minutes? And it looks like he has a couple times a couple years ago. But 
he didn't play 30 minutes last season. Yeah. And it's not fouls, so it's something, but they, you know, this, they just don't play him a ton of minutes. It's very strange. But if, he's, if, you, if he comes out, Seven games he's a starter. 30 minutes. He's last playing 30 minutes season, a game, yeah. though? Yeah, that's uh, only seven games in his career, you're saying? Well, two seasons ago, he played seven games over 30 minutes. I don't okay. know. I'm not looking at the other stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think he, I think he's uh, I think you got to draft him. He has to be drafted in a, redra- in a standard redraft league, just because of the upside of him playing 30 minutes a game, starting on this team. I'll know more as we get closer, obviously. But... Here's here's the other thing that should be mentioned, right? He finished 139th in 19 and a half minutes a game last year. So oh, if you're gonna tell me he's gonna play, you know, an extra another third on top of that, he's definitely in the top 100. So you know, he's a good flyer to take. Like especially now, if you're doing your draft now, some people might not be thinking about Blandon Clark. They might not remember Jaron Jackson got hurt. You might be able to pick him outside, you know, right with your last pick. Right as we get closer, I feel like Brandon Clark's probably going to get a lot of hype. And at the point he's going at seventy-five, I don't want Brandon Clark at all. Oh, neither do I. Close, uh, if it's if it's a hundred, I'm fine. I'm, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I I don't like anybody on the board. He's got upside, cool. But uh, if it's like like seventy-eight, I guarantee you somebody's out there that's that's going to guarantee minutes. And so, again, it's going to come down to how much of a sleeper is he viewed as, and if he's not that viewed as that much of a sleeper, then he might be worth it. If he is, then another conversation, right? Speaking of guaranteed minutes on this team, Steven Adams, those are guaranteed minutes. 26 a game. Uh, he finished 169 last year. I mean, if you need rebounds, great. I mean, he might get you a block. His points are just so bad. Free throws are terrible. No threes. Decent assists. Almost a block Yeah, it's fine. It's a streamer, though. Yes, definitely a streamer. Um, unless you, I mean, like I said, unless you're playing some sort of weird ass, uh, you're punting your free throws, you're punting your threes for some ungodly reason, right? Steven has becomes a lot more valuable to you. Um, he's, then he's, you know, somebody you could probably get around the 100 are easy. And just pick him up and slot him into your team, and he fits your team perfectly because you don't give a shit about free throws or three pointers. But um, uh, as you know, here at Watching the Boxes, we do not like to punt out of the gate. If you end up there, then maybe one of your later picks ends up being Steven Adams. And I think you can get him near the end of your draft no matter what. Ten rebounds a game is nothing to scoff at, really. But no reason to think his role changes, nor uh, no reason to think that his stats either drastically move up or down from where they were last season. Facts. Probably only worse. I mean, he's getting up there. Um, Alright. I think that leaves us with Dylan Brooks. Oh, Brooksy. So, the Brooks man, kind of, like we said, lost out on the, uh, the position battle there, but still played really good minutes. Still had a very, you know, important role on this team. And still ended up in the top 120 per game in ACAT. He's a very good defender. That's what people, that's why, like, I mean, this doesn't open his stats at all, but he's just a really good defender, so he's going to play. It was fantastic, but if you remember correctly, only played about 32 games last season. Do you see that be, if he's healthy, as far as we know this year, do you see that being a factor at all? 
changing his like you know changing the fact that he's gonna probably play 27 28 minutes do you think he eats into desmond vane's time i don't this man's too good i think i mean so despite this team you know being great at developing talent they don't they're not a super deep team this time around so i think you know you're gonna have to play brooks and bane both 32 to 35 minutes a night on the wing I like what that, other wing? Though. What other wings do they got? I mean, like John Conchar, he's okay, I guess. You know, you could play Brandon Clark as some three. You got Zaire Williamson, who might play twenty minutes a game. Like Danny Green's hurt. You know what I mean? So, like, as long as they're committing to just playing those two, and maybe they don't, right? Because you know they like to keep the minutes down a little bit. I think. I think they're just a team that likes to do that. They like to give some of those other younger guys some playing time in, in games. Um, I think we know what Brooks is at this point, right? He's 17 to 18 points. He's 1.2 steals. He's a assistant, two and a half assists. He's three to three and a half rebounds. He's 0.4 blocks, and he's two three-pointers. He's been there good. for a very long time. It's I, good. It's fine. It's a top. I mean, it should be drafted, right? He finished nine, 119 last year in 27 minutes. He probably plays some more minutes. He's probably a top. Somewhere around the top 100, maybe just outside, maybe just inside. He's going to be consistent. He's going to be fine. He's going to be good. He's not going to be great. So if you can get him with one of your last picks, especially if you're, if you're in like a deeper league or a you know, bigger league, deeper league, right? Those are the great picks to get in that 100 to 120 range because you know, like, hey, this guy is legitimately going to play the minutes. And minutes are going to be the key to a much deeper uh, league because you just want you're still filling out your starting roster at 120, 130. So Dylan Brooks is a great guy to stick on your team. Um, I, I I don't think you should be a waiver wire player. I think you should be in the bat, uh, even a standard league, at the, someone on someone's bench at minimum. Someone that's a regular streamer off I'm your bench, you. not off your waiver wire. I'm with you there. Speaking of waiver wire players, Tyus, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, is a great waiver wire player. Yeah, I mean, anytime Maria goes down, if you're in a bigger league, you talked about handcuffing. Like, Jones is one of those guys that, like, you might actually handcuff somebody with, right? Because, like, you might have John Morant, you know, in the second, third round, and Tyus Jones probably going to be a very forgot-about pickup. I mean, where did he finish last year? Like, pretty pretty deep in the rankings, I believe. Yeah. Finish. Two, 200. Right, So, you know what I mean? Like, in, like, the one... 4150 range in a real deep league. I could see you handcuffing Tyus Jones in there and being like, all right, well, you know, I got Memphis starting point guard, and, you know, Jones is going to give you good assists even when he's only playing 20 minutes a game. And when he's playing more than 20 minutes a game, you got yourself a, a decent point guard. Yeah, that's the nice thing about him is that even as a, if you're in one of those big, big leagues, even as a handcuff, he plays. And he plays well when he plays, and he plays well in limited minutes for the specific sets that he gets. So if you get lucky or unlucky... They paid him this summer, right? I mean, they gave him a two-year, $29 million deal. Certainly did. That seems like a lot. But um, good for him. Get, get that money, Tyus Jones. Is there anybody else here on the Grizzlies you want to talk about? Uh, no. I think this is always a team to watch, though, because they seem to be able to develop talent very well. So like, they might develop somebody into something we're not expecting. Keep your eye out on... Young bench players on Memphis Grizzlies because some of them are going to have to play and maybe some one of them uh, takes off. It's happened before, obviously. We've seen it happen almost. Uh, you, you, you saw Desmond Bain, didn't you? So um, 
pay attention to the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, but I think that's it for the team preview. Uh, if you like the show, please rate, review us, or check us out on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. $3 a month to support the show. That seems fairly fair, especially if you've ever uh, won your league because of the wonderful things that we've uh, been able to help you with. It's nice. Pay it, fat, pay it back, pay it forward, pay it around, pay it diagonally. Uh, whatever. Pay it however you dream at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at watch the boxes. We also have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Check us out, subscribe, because uh, we'll be doing some stuff on there as we get closer to the season. For now, we'll see you with the next team. Take it easy and stay safe.